I'm 5'11", and she's 4'9". She mentioned that when we were messaging, but it still kind of took me aback when I met her and saw how tiny she is. She's not a dwarf or anything. She's from a part of Latin America where the people are pretty small. So everything is in proportion. She's actually really pretty. But at the same time... Don't tell me this is on Let's Run. This is you reading this from Let's Run right now. Are you reading this from Let's Run? What is going on, bro? (laughs) Why is this on Let's Run? Wait, let me finish. Let me finish. But at the same time, standing next to her was like standing next to a 10-year-old or something. Oh, whoa. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about it. Had a great time, honestly. It's just very novel to me. Shortest girl I ever dated before was 5'1", and that felt pretty short. Yeah, this was on a thread. Anyone ever dated a super short girl before? Went on a date today with a girl who was 4'9". Why is this on Let's Run? Wajo, uh, Wajo, my boy, I ain't trying to call you out. Take that down, bro. Let me just help. Take that down. Bro, bro I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Possible, all <laughs> your brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and yes, you're sir. watching and listening to your favorite two black runners every single two black, two conflicted bro i don't know what was going on on let's run bro, Come on, bro i don't i'm sorry if you offended anybody i don't know there's some funny things on let's run bro there's some funny things there's some offensive things there's a lot of things on let's run it's just an interesting place to say the least bro this is a top trending thread right now bro like no, I, 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 top, that's the hot so that's what's hot that's what's hot right now that's what's hot y'all let's run y'all 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 always always y'all don't fail to wild out man it is weird though to think that this is what hot this is what's on the message boards when this sunday we just had a great meet you feel me we had a great the new york city marathon went down i'm pretty sure everybody listening to this tuned into new york city marathon you guys knew what went down we saw a course record go down the men's side we had a battle to the finish on the women's side we had some great competition for the americans as well kellen taylor and footsims in the sassy hey homie from last week top american doing his thing this week Aaron, what were your biggest takeaways from the New York City Marathon this past Sunday? I mean, you know, there was another really big race. I don't know if any of y'all heard about it, but it was the Santa Barbara Half Marathon. Oh, wait, we'll get back to we'll get back to you. We'll get to your race, bro. We'll get to your race. Hold on, bro. No, but that 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 I'm just saying that took away from some of my time to sit down and really, you know, dig into this thing and watch this thing. You know, I just wanted to give that as a preference. But, you know, um, the going in coming into this race, we knew on the women's side that this was, you know, one of the best fields of all time with Helen O'Berry. Yeah. We know how great she is, won Boston um just this year. Bridget Kozai, she had the world record for a time at 214. We know about Elizabeth Gaday, everything that she's done on the track, and she's a half marathon world champion. And then you got returning Sharon. So and and then uh, also uh Mary uh Nugu guy, Nugu guy, maybe saying that wrong, but two sixteen. So there was a lot of Edna Kiplagat. There was a lot of big athletes in here on the American side. We had Kellen. We had Molly Huddle coming back. So I was expecting to see, like, you know, I was expecting to see something really fast. We'll get to the men's. They ran 204 and broke the course record. I was expecting to see something fast. But it ended up being a tactical race between heavyweights coming down, you know, in that last mile. You know, we saw a sprint finish, like, 
that's people might complain about the times, but we don't really get to see kicks to the end that much. And you had Helen versus Elizabeth Gaday. So I thought that was just super cool to see. But um, Sharon getting third, I think that's huge. That says a lot about her coming back. Um, and after winning last year and getting third, shows that she's legit. She's here. Elizabeth Gaday, I think this is only her second marathon. She's ran 216 before, but it shows she could run these harder courses. And then Helen, she's won Boston. She's won two majors now. I mean, she's she's here, you know. She might not have the crazy 214, 216 time, but she can win on tough courses and tough races. You know, um, I don't know what it's going to be like in Paris, but we know that she's capable of running fast. So those are some of the takeaways. And then when I think about on the American side, Kellen Taylor, I mean, she finished eighth, 229. Sure, she's not happy with that time, but yeah. we have to remember to, I mean, we were talking about this before and I'm like, it's kind of like, I feel like for her, I didn't see any interviews, but it's like, yeah, she finished eighth top American, but I think she expects that. And I feel like she would have wanted to like, you know, beat some of these amazing women that are right ahead of her, like Edna Kipla guy, like that would have been huge. But I think about what if she wouldn't have finished further back, that would have been you know, something i sure she's really upset with. And this is also like her first marathon since um, having her last child, I believe. I know she's ran some races leading up to this, but I think it still was a pretty good showing for her. First time being top American, I believe. You know, first marathon in a while. And she finishes eighth place, top 10 at New York. I think she's fit. I think she's fit. I think she came out here, she competed. I like what she said about Orlando. That's a whole nother subject. She said, like, if it's hot, it's hot. I'm here to race. And, you know, that's what the New York City Marathon yeah. is about. But that's and some of my she, thoughts just on the women. She definitely showed that at New York. Like, she was leading the race for some of it. They're running, like, six-minute pace, and Kellen was all like, okay, I'll stay into the front and I'll lead, even though she's never been the top American at New York before. And she stepped up and did that. And I think that's kind of like the whole NAZ elite mentality in a way too. I think Footsom's all like, I'm gonna put myself into it and just die. This man ran three marathons in the past 11 months. Like, I don't think people are really realizing how much time he spent on the road. So like a lot of knowledge has gone into that. I don't think that was even his best performance that he could do at New York, but it's his first time doing it. But for me, my biggest takeaway from the New York City Marathon, honestly, it was a crazy finish. The finish was absolutely crazy. I, I'm honestly like kind of like, well, this is my biggest takeaway, and it goes into another thing I was going to say. Bridget Koske, during the media rounds before the meet, she was asked about Tisgetz Asafa's uh, marathon world record when she broke it, ran that 211 in Berlin. Bridget Koske was asked about it. What you feel about it? She said, I didn't feel anything when she broke the world record. She said, mm. that record will return to Kenya. That's all she mm. had to say. She said, I ain't worried about nothing. Like, I, I, it, it, it ain't nothing to me. It ain't nothing but a chicken wing. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I that's love to, what happens I love to hear that. One of the greats. That's what happens when you're one of the greats. You don't worry about that. It's coming she back. She said, I started Kenya. this, bro. I yeah. started this. And it's all like, it may not be Bridget, but it may be Helen. Like, honestly, I think Helen is a position after winning Chicago and New York what runner-up last year in New York. She's getting better and better. Somebody that was great on the track, has the speed, now has the strength. Like, she's going to be someone that may end up being that dominant force 
on the roads until we see that full transition of like Safan and Sonam, Tessa Day being there all the time. But I don't know, like, like she's just getting started. She's yeah. just really getting started. But those and Kenyan we, women definitely are there. Helen O'Beary's there. Bridget's still there. We uh Paris Jeptature didn't mean race because she had a little bit of injury. But like those Kenyan women, they're looking to get that record back. And it's just it's just funny to see that like the Ethiopians and Kenyans, like they're still going at it. She said, I didn't feel nothing. Like, we're gonna get that back. We're gonna get our lick back. That's all she had to say. Yeah, bro. I mean, Helen has ran New York last year, New York this year, and I believe she won Boston. Yes. She's only really ran three marathons, and they've all been the U.S. ones that are not fast. So what happens when she gets on a Valencia type of course or Chicago? Yeah. What happens? Yeah. I think, you know, she's probably going to head over. Is she going to Berlin soon? Like, it's going to be cool. And we know she has, you know, she has the track speed to do it. But in the same time, Bridget Kaze, she ran in 2014 is when she ran 214. So it's like... You know what I'm saying? She was the first one to drop that thing down. Yeah. So we'll see. On the men's side, too, you know, it just looked like it was a super fast race. 204. I believe the record before was 20 was two oh I forgetting now. Was it 205? 205 something. 205. And it was in 2011. So that's a pretty big deal. Even the second place 206.57. Uh, I think third all time is like 206.48. So pretty fast race. Footsum finishing 10th place. There was a lot of hype around Cesarek who finished eighth in his debut, 211.07. And Cam Levins, there's a lot of hype around him just for the U.S. audience. Uh, he ended up DNFing. But I think even for Footsum, I think it was like, it was a decent race for him. I'm sure he wanted to finish higher up too, but it, from when we talked to him, it seemed like it was about going out there and kind of like testing, seeing what you what feedback you get, what you learn, and then now you know what you need to tweak going into Olympic trials. If anything, that's what I would that would be my kind of thoughts about um, his race. I think. No, yeah, for sure. And Olympic trials are a big deal for a lot of people, and makes people make some big changes as well. Some big decisions have gone through the play, going into the Olympic trials. And we saw a big decision fully come to light this past week. Aaron, you like that segue real quick. I was like, what Cranny, you about to say about Futsum? I was like, <laughs> At okay. least Granny, the next person to leave Bowerman Track Club, the next Bowerman babe to, to, to leave the club. Now, this is, a, this is our time. Let me, just, let me just come in right now. Let me come Amen. in real quick before everybody, you know, gets gets crazy this is our our our, our speculation uh, our unreasonable speculation about everything we know nothing but i think these are the conversation that everybody's having them so you're going to get it from two black runners just i don't having know this i don't I, I, i'm i'm not saying i definitely don't know nothing but i kind of know something no i'm just kidding but <laughs> what i'm saying i don't know if anyone else is thinking what we're about to say though yeah, yeah. But I wanted to go over kind of what Elise said in her Instagram post. She did end up saying, I feel blessed to have been surrounded by most incredible teammates, supporters, mentors, but most importantly, friends these last four years. It is truly the people and community that make a place so hard to leave. And the Bowerman community tops the list in terms of the communities to go to. A very, very special, unique powerful, inspiring, genuine group that I feel so lucky to have been a part of. Bowerman Damn. will always be my second family. 
Like truly, Elise loved Bowerman Track Club, but she's leaving right before the Olympic trials, just like Grant Fisher. What's what yeah. Aaron, what's going on? What what's happening? You no, know, I felt like that was like why I feel like I was reading like a breakup text right now. We were. We like were if you love, like she still loves Bowerman. She loves Bowerman and what it is. But sometimes when you love something, you gotta let it go. Mm. You know? Breach. You know what I'm saying? And like it is. Yeah, I think Elise is big, you know? We talked about this not that long ago. I think losing someone like Elise is big. It kind of says a lot. She's like really the face of the women, and she had an amazing year this year. She just won the 5K and 10K at USA's. Yeah. Yeah, like... She beat Alicia Monson in doing that. Alicia Monson had a monster year the year before and, like, smacked Elise. You feel me? Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, it, it definitely raises more questions to have Cooper, Grant. It's like, who is leaving next? But it leads me back to what I'm just going to say. I'm starting to wonder, is Jerry Schumacher leaving? That's what I'm thinking about. When are, everyone's asking, when, who is the next athlete that is leaving? But is there, a, is there a coach leaving and someone else coming in because this, he's so busy with his work at Oregon? Or, Sean know, Bronson? Or, wow. Hold up. The new power wow. coach, Sean Bronson. No, no. Hold up. That would be, that might, I, that, that might be it right there. Wait, where did all of his athletes just transfer to? Where did his entire athletes just, did, where did they go? Where did Sam go? Oh, oh. Where did she go? Oregon. Sam McDonald. Who, who's that girl that transferred from Virginia? Mia Barnett. The, Mia Barnett? And where did she transfer to? Oregon. Hold up. Wait. Nah, nah, nah. Sean Bronson, the Bowerman Track Club confirmed. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Or is he? Oh, wait. Hold up. I don't even know. I don't even know. This is the thing, Aaron. This is the thing. We were talking about this last time. I was all like, bro, Jerry busy. Like, there's no way. I was looking it up. We looked it up. 2023, track and field. Seven coaches are on staff, mm. including Shalane Flanagan. He has mm. to manage seven coaches. This dude's the director of track and field operations. There's 84 men and women on the track and field team. That's a lot of kids to control. I go over to Bowerman Track Club. There's three coaches on the staff that are listed. We got Jerry Schumacher, Shalane Flanagan, and then Colleen Little, the athletic trainer. Two of the coaches are coaching Oregon athletes. 84 of them. That's and then we got 13 athletes at Byron Track Club. That's a lot of, I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's a. That sounds like a lot of work to me. That sounds like a lot of, a lot of work. If, dang, if that's going to go. Or, or, or Sean Bronson to Oregon. Is he like, I don't know. And Jerry goes back to coaching Byron. Dude. Maybe, but I think I think there has to be something in play of that, like him t- taking his time away from them and just like, I got to be focused on more me, Jerry, for this Olympic year. But I think it is going to work out for the others, like Sean McGordy, Mo Med, Charles Hicks. Like we've been seeing pictures of them still there with Byron Track Club. I think obviously they like how it's going, you know, they don't feel yeah. any type of way. But I think, in, I think some people can feel that type of way being in Eugene, being in Oregon, like you're coaching here, you're coaching me. Like, bro, focus, focus on what I gotta do. I just you know? think, I don't know. Regardless, I just think, regardless, 
regardless, I just think there's a new chapter empowerment and it's not like a good or a bad thing. There is a new chapter empowerment, you know, you know, this is a new chapter regardless of what happens. Am I right? You know, no Grant, no Elise, like even like Cooper leaving too. A lot of people, Woody left. This is a new chapter empowerment. And some people, you know, sometimes things change at your job, you know, and it's just like, okay, it would be best. Their job says, hey, this is what's best for us right now is to do this thing. And then you, then you decide what is best for you. And then for Cooper, Elise, um, Woody, um, shoot, all the people that left, they did what was best for them. So we're just trying to figure out what is Bowerman doing? Forget about what the athletes are doing. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm thinking about what are they up to? What are they doing? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm just curious, what is Sean Bronson doing? That would be, hey, you about to get this man a job, low key. <laughs> come on, come on, Imagine Sean. Phil listening to this, he's like, you know what? Someone's like, Jerry, that's a great idea, you know? <laughs> new chapter for the Bowerman Track Club and a new chapter for you, Aaron. You just this past weekend, Santa Barbara half marathon went out there. He's back the dark night in the half. What should Carrie say, man? I'm not back. I'm better. (laughs) (laughs) So, bro, I just, I got to ask, man, any, what was your takeaway from it, man? What was your takeaway? You got any new stories? What, What was it like, man? Uh, what was it like, bro? I mean, I would just say, you know, always, regardless, anybody out there still running, racing, when you get to the race, bro, just know it's different. Practice is always, practice should be harder than the race. And that's how it was for me. My, my, my practices, I'm not even saying I didn't run a ton of mileage leading up to this. This is really me just getting conditioned. You know, I was running like 35 miles a week average my highest was 40 I didn't really do much but I did workouts and like the workouts I did was more aerobic aerobic effort things because I knew I just needed to feel that pain and push that so I'd be doing 60 minute cut downs and like yeah I had some good ones where I like was under six the entire time and like the end I was when run like 5 30 or something but that that was hurting bro like I was like dang I don't know I gotta do this for 13 like this might be tough and I did a tempo last week Average five thirty, so I was like, "All right, like you know, what? I could do this." So, I guess the performance wise, you know, I'm still pretty fit, bro. I just I'm not far away from where I'm not as far away as I would thought. I don't know. I I knew I was gonna go under one twenty. I would have been like, "Dang, I'm really out of shape if I didn't." But yeah, I'm not that far away from what I was, and I, you know, you really could could get back, get out there. But honestly, I was out there just enjoying it, having fun. I was running by everybody, cheering, yelling, yeah. getting hyped up. You know, also made me realize, like, dang, like, I low-key know a decent amount of people out here, bro. Shout out. Hey, hey, if anybody listening from the Santa Barbara area, shout out to you, man. Y'all were really, y'all were really cheering me on, bro. Like, while I was running by. I was cool. Wait, I have a question. What's the difference? What's the biggest difference for you? Of running, this isn't your first time doing like a road race because like we done like turkey nah, trots really. and stuff. Like like we just did like turkey trots and stuff too. Like you know, but like what's the difference for you of like what do you feel like would be different if like say you would have ran a five thousand on a track, you know what I mean, or like lined up for that? 
what was the major difference of like running a half marathon? And you're kind of like competing, you know, like you want to like beat people. I bet if you went up and ran, like when we did take the bridge, like when we ran take the bridge, like you were trying to beat people. Or like when you did the, what should I call it? Uh, uh, the 400 or what? Not the, yeah, even the 400, even, even 400 the 400 so or the, uh, I feel like, is there, is there a difference from lining up on a track race compared to lining up for like a half marathon, you think? Yeah, no, I would say the biggest difference in the half is just like, it's close, similar to cross country where there's like, just, especially that wasn't like a major or anything. It was probably like a field of like 4,000 people, but you know, you're on the line with like 4,000 people out there and you're on the line with people that are like out there for so many like different reasons like you Mm -hmm. have the elites up there you have the people that are just trying to complete a marathon you know complete a half marathon um you have people that might have you know a story like they might be older and they used to run all the time you know and then they're getting back there's just so many different like energies like in the air so yes there's always that competitive like spirit, you know, it to beat other people. But I'd also think there's just like, you know, the competitive energy for yourself, you know, and to just everyone, it's really like, you know, you're running by and people are hyped and cheering like on the other side that are running slower because they're just happy that, you know, they trained all this time and they were able to just show up, you know, and wake up and like be here today. Like that was our accomplishment that they're like just out there. And I think that is something for everyone, even if you're like an elite athlete, I think it is like, you know, my, like my time isn't really anything like that, you know, amazingly great. But what's great is like, I was committed myself, you know, for how much my, I might think is a little for someone, it may be a lot. And it's all relative to like how much time you have and what your priorities are. But, you know, it is a celebration to know that like, you know, I stay committed to something for a certain amount of time and then I got to like show it on that day and enjoy it and have fun so I think that's the biggest difference you can relate to that in track but you know you could get blinded by just like you know it's a lot of pain I don't know half marathon too it's like I was pacing myself like you know I wasn't going out at like five minute pace like ah, ah. like it's a long it's a long way long way to go you know no because I was thinking about it because on Saturday I was at uh I was at the men's soccer game for Fullerton. So I was recording for ESPN Plus. That's part of my internship. So we're recording the game and it was the semifinals to go to Big West on our home field and we lost and like we lost and everything. And I'm all like, and I, and I was thinking about it too because we're running half the next day. I'm all like, dang, running a marathon would be cool. Like I, I think I should yeah. run a marathon. But I'm all like, bro, like low key, like if I'm a train for something, I low key want to train on the track again. Like, oh, I bro. don't know, bro. There's no, something... Something about like, this is going to sound weird. Now I'm going to get off track and I'm trying to, I'm not trying to have a long podcast today, but it's just the fact of like losing bro in a sport is one like low key, like hear me out, hear me out. Losing in a sport, even though it sucks. Like once I stepped out of it, bro, like I realized that like, it's one of the, it's the only place you can really lose in life. Yeah. There's, like which. There's nowhere else you can really lose. If I lose in my relationship with my girlfriend, that's heartbreaking. That changes yeah, my yeah, entire yeah. landscape of my no, life. Yeah. If I yeah. lose this track race, like, no, bro, I still have so many other things that I can still go home and be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many I other mean, things in my life. 
like track yeah. isn't everything but like that 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 care that we have to a certain sport whether it's basketball football whatever it is like it doesn't you don't it's you all. can't get that anywhere thing else because outside of life every if you lose anything else out of life like it sucks you feel me but in a sport yeah. it like it doesn't have that weight of That's consequences deep. you know no 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 it doesn't have that weight and it's just the challenge it's just the challenge yeah you know, that's what I'm saying, because like losing for everyone is different, even in a half when you line up, like losing to the elite person is like, yo, I didn't get first. Losing to someone might be like, I didn't finish or losing to be like losing is defined as whatever you call it, you know, but you could be that person that makes it definitive. Like, oh, if I don't win this race, I'm a loser. That's yeah. on you. Or yeah. like you could learn from that, though. But it's really like like you. But back to like what you're saying about the track, like for me, what got me to like uh, get back into running really was like running on the track, like and doing workouts. Like I, like I didn't run that much mileage to run what I did, like with some people, I don't know. But um, yeah, I liked doing the track workouts cause I still have like a decent amount of speed and I'm training with people that do the marathon. So it's like, you know, we doing 400 to 70. Like for me, that's like not that bad. It's the rest that gets me like the jog rest or something. Yeah. But the speed part. And that's really fun. And like challenging yourself on the track is just so much easier to me. And that's what I, that's what it surprised me. Cause I did these track workouts on Wednesdays with them. And then I would do like cut downs sometimes. And the cut downs would always be like, dang, like I'm hurting, like, you know, but I'm just pushing through whatever. But then when we got to the race and we're going out you know, the first mile I ran like 558 and I was like, oh, like I'm chilling right now. Like I'm, I was like, I'm going to be good. I even dropped some faster, like 540s when we started going downhill and I just kept progressing throughout the race. And I was, people went out way too hard, bro. People went out, you know what I'm saying? People yeah, just go yeah. out, bro. There's some, there, bro, there was so, I ended up finished 30th. There are so many people ahead of me, bro. Like I probably started off like in like, Shoot, it had to be like 50s, bro. Like, Man, or this is fast race. no, they just went out, they all died, bro. Like, everybody I passed, like, your boy from Ro the guy that shout out Rosie, like, like, they didn't, no one went with me, no one went with me. I'm like, yo, let's go, I'm trying to get this next group. And they're like, oh, bro, like, I'm already fading. I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this one dude, I'm running next to him, he comes up, he passed me, like, the lead woman was ahead of me at this point. It's probably like three, four miles in. And like the lead women, I was talking to your boy from Rosie about this because he was like, what are you trying to run? I was like, I'm trying to run under 120. And he's like, oh, I'm trying to run like 125 though. And I was like, I think I'm going to try to catch up to the lead woman. And she's like, he's like, yeah, she's dropping like 540s right now. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I don't know if I'm trying to do that. that. And then another dude runs up. He speeds past. He starts running. I'm like, yo, what you going for today? He's like 125. And I look at my watch. I'm like, hey, bro, we running 550s right now. We good. And he's like, all right, I'll see you. Bro, I passed him. I passed him. And he was like, wow. And I was like, bro, like, like you just I didn't told you. yourself. Like, yeah, bro, <laughs> I told you. This dude, went, I was just like, bro, I, t I was like, bro, we four miles in. We ran at 550s right now. Why are you going faster? We'll see. But before we get out of here, Aaron, funny, I got to go. Like, honestly. Wait, oh, wait, okay. Wait, you want to wait, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I was going to tell you. Did you want to talk about the Rosie Project thing for a sec? Or no, we don't. We don't got no time now. We don't got no time. But shout out, shout out, homeboy. Shout out, homeboy. You feel me? Rosie, Rosie Project never gonna die. Be honest. But I got to stir the pots. I got to okay. stir the pots. 
this is on, we did this on running report, but y'all, as y'all can see, I haven't been putting up the running reports. Bro, life happens. You feel me? In in school, all that stuff. But I gotta stir the pots, bro, because I don't understand, Aaron. I don't understand. We got this like high school. Already started with this, Jerry, with the. That, oh that yeah, we look. You already stirred the pots, but you, we got stirred again. You got stirred again. You stirred it a couple times this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, we had this girl, second fastest outdoor girl ever in the 200, behind Allison Felix, I believe. Fourth fastest in the high school 100 meter ever. She has PRs of 11.0 and 2243, and she just signed to go to USC, and nobody's talking about this, bro. Mia Brahe Pedersen. This needs to be more of a bigger deal. She's going to USC. She's from Oregon, lives two hours away out on Lake Oswego, and chose to go to USC over Oregon. That's someone we need to be talking about this more. This Mia Brahe Pedersen was at the U.S. championships this past year. She's going to be in high school this year and be back at the Olympic trials and then go to USC. She's still in high school and she runs 11-0. Why are we talking about her signing to USC? Shout out. Shout out Che B. That's over there. It was at Mount Sac. You feel me? He going to be coaching Mia Brahe Pedersen. Now going to get her right. You feel me? Melissa Jefferson's coach as well. Transfer over. Going to get Mia Brahe Pedersen right. Like for right. sure. But Mia said in an Instagram post, USC was her dream school since like elementary school. You feel me? That's why she chose it. Oregon will ever, forever have her heart. You feel me? But I'm just like, what's going on? Why aren't people talking about this? And also, Aaron, what do you think? Is this a bigger game for USC? a bigger loss for Oregon mm. or does it not really matter? Like Mia's is going to dominate wherever she goes. I mean, she's going to definitely dominate wherever she goes, to be honest. Like she nice like that. I mean, I think it's a big deal for USC. Why is it not a big deal though? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, when was the last time we had a sprinter just in general that like. Sydney McLaughlin. That's true. I mean, she was an Olympics at like six. Yeah, she was an Olympian, but I don't know. I was I gonna say like... Matthew Bolin. Bolin, though, like he was like yeah. you know sensation. Like everyone was like talking about it like that. But I really feel like this year, though, I think this year will be the year, in my opinion, that people will really take notice because all of those things you listed, she did that as a junior. So like her senior year, let's say, let's say she runs ten nine, you know. 95 let's say she makes the team like it's is is it not oh yeah it's game is over. that possible is that possible yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. i think this is the i think this is the it's been a build out and the ones that know know a build up but the ones that ones the ones that know know but i think this year could really be a year where she is like a shining star especially it's the olympic year and then like you know she's gonna go to usc right mm -hmm. she's going to usc you know, and the Olympics are in LA, LA in, in 2028. So, like, her time is coming. Her time is coming. She's going to be set up ready and, like, she's going to be a star at the LA Olympics for sure. Everyone's going to be talking. That's just like everyone's, like, the local Oregon superstar. I think she's positioning herself great because she's going to yeah. become the local LA superstar because she's an SC. Is she? Man, I'm wishing best of luck to Mia. She's also a really nice girl. We've gotten able to interview her a couple of times. I think she has a lot of potential. Her form is there. She seems hungry, humble person too. But 
Yeah. His coaching staff is so good. Like Quincy Watts, Quincy Watts, Joanna Hayes, John Bolton, Bolden, uh, Carl Goodman, Melissa Jefferson's coach. But like they got Olympic Jabri Harris. You know, it's like it's such a good team over there. For real. Best of luck to her, man. Because I really do think that she can be. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think this can be the Olympic trials. She's there. You feel me doing her thing. A lot of people will be watching, especially she gets to the final, her with Sha'Carri Richardson, you feel me? Like people, that's a conversation. If she makes the team, you know, and still ends up going to USC and like does her thing there, once she breaks NCAA record at USC, yeah, she'll be forever like cemented. And people like USC, um, USC is different. Like that people know the fast runners that come out of USC. Definitely yeah. if like you did your thing. Like Alistair Felix didn't even run there and people know, relate her with USC. Yeah. Right? And people are always going to love her in Oregon. Don't get it twisted. No, Every time she races there, they're always going to love her. Just like Prandini. Like, they are not Prandini. Oh, well, actually, yeah, Prandini went to Oregon. She's not from Oregon, though. She's actually from Oregon. Like, so... I can't think of someone like that. Galen Rupp. Galen Rupp is, like, the only... But he from, to, Like, who's someone that's from He went Oregon. to Oregon, right? No, but, like, he didn't... He went to Oregon, though, but, like, he's from Oregon, too. Like who's yeah. someone that's like from Oregon but didn't go to Oregon? Like Ryan Krauser, I, I don't where Ryan oh. Krauser from school. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Like I can't think of an Oregon star. Well, Tyrone Gorsey, he just went to Washington and he was a big deal. Uh, so I guess there's, I guess we just solved the president. <laughs> I can't think no, of anyone else though. But I think I the the track town USA, like she's been doing it for. They love the people yeah. that come from Oregon. They're not like they don't really hate on people. I feel like if they don't go to the college, you know what I mean. Like they've seen yeah, her her whole life. Yeah, that's what's that's what's low key good about. Uh, that's what's good about track. You feel me? Because I feel like if this was like if it was, imagine if it was like Philly, like the Sixers or something, I feel like yeah, they, they were like mad. Booer. They were like Booer or something. Like once she goes back to the stadium, but like everybody's yeah. gonna be hyped, even more hyped. You feel me? Which it's like because NCAA is always there. Yeah. So unless you put them outside. I mean. But uh <laughs> hey, hey, this has been a good one. This has been a good, good podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying six weeks in a row of the two black runners podcast. We'll be back next week with a dope interview. And the week after that, another dope interview. And then we'll see what we got from there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Keep it lined up. Appreciate everyone uh for listening in. I appreciate everyone that was showing me love and support on the half marathon but yeah I, yeah i mean i always appreciate just coming on here and talking talking with y'all and uh we're gonna keep on bringing it back to you every single week every single two black tuesday appreciate you and much love all right that's good